Making the Pulse of Elkhart. This is On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome to On the Beat on the Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Starting things off on this Monday, usually Monday with the mayor. Today it is Monday with the mayor, Miranda Mir, over at the Elkhart County 4-H Fair. She's been on the show more than a couple of times here uh, over the year, and uh, very happy to have her back on again, because last week the big announcements, the things that we've all been waiting for, uh, the concert lineup was officially sent out. And uh, Miranda, you guys did a great job putting it together. I know it's been something you've been looking forward to getting out there and uh, glad to have you on the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. And yes, we are so excited to, to finally get that concert announcement out. And after two years, um, just feels like a whole weight is lifted off of our shoulder and we're mm-hmm. so ready to rock and roll. Well, I, I, the interesting part that I, w- I was thinking about it was, you know, you didn't know exactly what was going to happen with the with the 4-H fair to start the year. And so booking these shows um, was probably not the easiest of things to pull off. I, I still think in some ways our, we, we still have heartburn and that, that sense in the pit of our stomach that, you know, do we, don't we, do we, don't we? Because every day is, you know, we could go backwards very quickly. Of course, we're all praying that we don't. But over the course of this last year, we've all experienced some ups and downs. And uh, but, you know, every step we get closer to fair, uh, it just feels so much better. And, and you're absolutely right to book. Uh, fantastic concerts and to be so excited that you're going to get to share that with the community and um, you you still are on pins and needles and so like I said it just feels so good like a giant weight has been lifted off of our shoulders to Mm -hmm. get that announcement out there and to see um, some fantastic comments on social media and to get some great feedback from the community Well for those that haven't had a chance to go out and check it out 4hfair.org is the website and you can kind of look at the concerts in more details but you have Darcy Lynn you have uh, Chris Lane and Morgan Evans Tracy Burke and Mark Wills. And then, of course, uh, you managed to get yourself a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> inductee in ZZ Top. And I got to admit, I'm pretty stoked about ZZ Top coming to the fair. I think a lot of people are. I think that's going to be the one to, to that you can't miss. It seems like it's a hot topic on social media right now. So we are pretty excited about that one, too. So it's going to be a little bit different this year as far as uh, seating for what's happening with the concert series. Uh, grandstand seating is going to be reserved only this year, and you need to buy those separate from your admission ticket. Uh, kind of walk us through those changes. That is correct. So we are still planning for some social distancing at the concerts. Uh, We want to do our part and to keep our community safe. So as um, things get better and better, there's different restrictions that we're prepared to lift and to move forward with um, in in a better fashion at fair time. But the social distancing thing, we just feel like it's probably... um, in our best interest to serve the community well and to keep everybody as safe as possible. So with that in mind, we do have all reserved seating this year. Um, And that's not limited to our concerts either, Carl. That includes for the tractor pull, the rodeo, the demo Mm -hmm. derby. Um, Every seat this year in the grandstand is going to be reserved. And you do have to buy a ticket for that. Um, However, a lot of people are quite excited about that because that means you don't have to get here four hours early to save your seat. Um, So we think we price them very reasonably. Um, it's still much, much cheaper than, you know, going into a, a, a big city for a concert, even with your admission ticket and your grandstand ticket. We think it's still affordable and it's still going to be a great outing for local families. OK, uh, now I know a lot of people are going to wonder, is this something that you guys are going to continue in 2022 or is um, are you going to kind of go back to the way things used to be done when the pandemic's all over? 
You know, I can't say 100% either way. Um, it certainly was a tradition that the community is very used to um, having that free grandstand seating. But on the flip side, I will tell you that, you know, acts like ZZ Tap and Tracy Bird, they're not cheap. And so mm-hmm. every year this gets more and more costly for us. And so um, it, COVID gave us a reason to try it out. Um, and we'll just say, you know, just say that it's an op- opportunity for us to try it out. Uh, it may not go as well as we hope it will, and maybe we'll revert back or it may go well. And the community tells us we want to have better acts and therefore we're willing to pay our $10 for our ticket. So um, it's just something that we're going to, we're going to wait and see. We're going to write it out here and see how it goes and come back to the table and talk it through. Um, we, the great thing about our organization is that, you know, we can make changes every year. We can make changes every day. And um, we have a great team of people here on the fair board um, that work together and just want to do what's best for the overall community. So um, we'll see what happens. Okay. So this, I'm just kind of you thinking out loud here. Does generally, uh, do, do the acts actually really affect overall attendance for the fair? Like when you have uh, acts that maybe are a little more popular, are more people coming or is it relatively the same kind of regardless of what the concert series has been in the past? Uh, no, I uh, think that definitely a great act will definitely impact your your overall attendance. Um, you will certainly, you know, ZZ Tab, I bet we see an uptick there because people are very interested in it. And they want to see it and they want to hear it. Um, tractor pull day, for instance, is one of our best days. And that's because people come out for the tractor pull um, and they stay all day long. They get there bright and early to stay, like I said, save their seats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they will get there bright and early and save their seats and they have a lot of fun all day long. Um, so um, it's there's pros and cons for everybody. We understand that there was pros and cons for us when we were trying to go through this and make it work for this year. Um, you know, last year when we talked about canceling, uh, I think I probably shared with you that one of the biggest factors there was the cost of what yeah. it was going to take to make the fair happen. Um, hand sanitizer alone at that point. Now the cost has come down considerably since we talked about this last year, but at the time when we were deciding whether or not to cancel hand sanitizer alone was going to cost us a hundred thousand dollars. And so there's a lot of things like that, that people don't think about when it comes to fair. Um, a lot, of, a lot of people tend to think that we're multimillionaires and I, I sadly wish that was true, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, everything costs money and from toilet paper to hand sanitizer to keeping the lights on here at the fairgrounds, it's costly. And so we, we just try to make the best decisions we can. Well, I, and while we're at it, I mean, let's uh, let's go down that road as far as uh, the COVID precautions go. Uh, I, you're still going to have to operate at some level. Um, you know, I, I know things as far as uh, mask mandates and vaccination rates and things like that are constantly changing. What's going to be new and different on that front for people this year? What are you guys kind of planning on being able to do right now? Yeah, so we are still looking at an attendance restriction. Um, so we encourage everybody to tickets will go on sale May 28th, and that will include all of the concerts plus admission tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, we are encouraging everybody to go get their admission ticket. If you want to come to the fair, go get your admission ticket. Um, as things improve and get better, we'll try to release more admission tickets, but there's no guarantee that we won't be in orange um, as of July 23rd. And so um, we are going to release as many as we can at this time and encourage everybody to go out there. But if you want to get into the 
fair, buy your ticket on 4hfair.org. And that starts May 28th. Okay. Um, and so with that in mind, the same thing will be on the grounds. Um, some attendance restrictions within our buildings. You know, we won't have overpopulated buildings. We'll have pathways um, so that everybody kind of goes in one direction. And the same things that you've seen when you're out and about um, everywhere this past year, um, it's really no different. We're all getting very used to it. Um, I was talking the other day about I couldn't even take my kids to the zoo without selecting a time, um, a date and a time. And we're not asking guests to select a time, but we are asking them to select a day and to go ahead and plan ahead. Uh, we know that's difficult for some people, um, but it's unfortunately where we are and what we have to do to move forward. And we all want to have a fair so bad. So mm-hmm. um, we're just working together and we're doing, like I said earlier, the best that we can to make this happen. Uh, the big question in everyone's mind is going to be masks because, I mean, it does tend to be in kind of the dog days of summer there at the end of July. What's the situation there now? I mean, given the information you guys currently have. So you're asking this, is it okay if I say we're recording this at like 10, 11 in the yeah, morning? That's, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I imagine it's, yeah. I imagine that uh, it probably so changed you know pretty quick, doesn't the it? Commissioners are meeting right now, right? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> It's Monday morning and we're all on pins and needles just to make sure um, where we land in this as far as the county goes. Um, What I will say is that we will always recommend that people follow the CDC guidelines. Um, because obviously they're the the entity that we need to look to in this situation. Um, And so we're going to recommend for sure that people follow the CDC guidelines. And if there's a mask mandate in place as of July 23rd, we're likely going to have to follow it. Um, We, just like everybody else out there that wants life to go on and to have fun, and we know that it's hot in the summer and um, this, that, and the other, we would love to just throw those masks up in the air and have fun as well. However, again, we want to do what's best for the community and keep everybody that we can safe. Um, So follow those guidelines. And again, we'll probably be under whatever restriction is in place as of July 23rd. So no restriction, no restriction. Mm -hmm. Um, But if there is a restriction, then we're probably going to have to ask people to do so. I do not envy the position that you are in. I'll put it that way, because uh, (laughs) you're having to watch. uh, You guys are probably watching the news cycle even closer than I am, uh, just trying to figure out exactly what you're going to be able to do. That is absolutely right. Every time something comes up on social media, we all have our phones set to ping us so that we know what's going on and um, watching other fairs uh, throughout the industry, you know, um, nationwide. Florida fairs happened in in February, um, January, February. And in fact, I think South Florida fair is still going on right now today. Um, We watched them very closely to see what they did and how things worked and how successful they were, watched their numbers in their areas after the fair happened. Um, We've been tuned in night and day for over a year now. Um, And so we are, I wouldn't say that I'm any more um, educated on on viruses and every, I'm just not a science person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will never be a science person, but I can definitely read all those um, guidelines and restrictions. And um, we're just doing our best to, to do what we need to do and do our part. Well, normally this time of year, when I'm catching up with you about the fair, it is the fair is planned. It's set. It's ready to go. You guys are now in the execution phase. Uh, what would you say the percentage of planning to uh, execution is at this point? You're ready to go. 
Well, honestly, I'd probably say it's still 50-50. Oh, man, that's rough. That's <laughs> uh, so rough. Yeah, we're still, we're still, you know, you're anxiously awaiting supplies and how much supplies and um, planning out um, events. Um, every tiny event that happens on the fairground, whether it's Kids Day or Disabilities Day or um, Hometown Heroes Day, you know, everything has nuts and bolts and pieces that go together. And so with regards to the restrictions, you know, and, and as things lift, we can do a little bit more if we have to go back down, down a little bit and, and lock back down slightly, then we have to be prepared for that. So we started, um, gosh, January, February, we had a new health and safety committee come together and we started looking at every single aspect of the fair um, from the time you pull into the parking lot and you're greeted by a parker um, to all the way through the fairgrounds from your concert experience to your food row experience. And we took every piece of that puzzle and tried to think how we could make it safer. Um, and so we developed this plan um, with all of those things in mind, but we also developed the plan knowing that things could get better or worse on a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, the color codes change on Wednesdays. Um, so we're talking even middle of fair. We had to be prepared. Um, there's a Wednesday in the fair week. So, you know, on Wednesday during fair week, what will it, what will happen? What will that mean? And so we have to be ready to change um, as quickly as possible and to just make this happen and we are determined to make it happen um, everybody is just happy and excited to do their part um, of course we're just asking the community for their patience as we as we navigate this um, as I said we, we all want to throw our hands up and just say let's rock and roll and have a fair um, but we need to do so in a responsible manner and that's just our goal is to keep everybody safe Elkhart County 4-H Fair General Manager Miranda Meir joining us on this Monday. We're going to take a quick break and uh, continue our conversation in just a couple minutes on the Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Keeping an eye on what's happening in your backyard, it's back to On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome back to the Heart 1340 AM, 1019FM. We're talking about the Elkhart County 4-H Fair for today's episode of uh, Monday with the Mirror. Chuckle, chuckle, Carl laughs, nobody gets it, we all move on. And 4-H uh, uh, Fair General Manager Miranda Mir is on the line with us. Uh, you know, we were talking about the... COVID restrictions and some of the changes that are going to be in place uh, before the break there. The one thing that I, I, it's it's such an integral and large part of the fair, Miranda, that we haven't really talked about in, in this interview or our previous ones is the 4-H aspect of it and how all of that is going to work out. How have, uh, with the individual clubs, how have those conversations been working out? How's the planning going for all of that? So the fair itself, my job is actually not tied to 4-H. Um, we're separate entities. That's run by the Purdue Extension Office here in Elkhart County. Um, and But we talk a lot and we work very closely together. So um, we know that they are working um, as hard as they can to make every show go on as perfect as possible and with all the kids that they can. I think the last that I heard, they were waiting on some information from Purdue um, which will kind of give them some guidance. Um, but again, as things get better here, I can only imagine that 
um, their restrictions will also be um, less and less, and they'll mm-hmm. be able to have a fantastic show. You know, last summer they did it with all the restrictions in place with masks on and social distancing, and the kids did a fabulous job. I think the kids are the real heroes in all of this. I mean, outside of the, the frontline workers, the kids these days, my, my son is in kindergarten and he's gone to school every day this year. And he's one of the few students in the country that's gone to school in person um, all year long. And by golly, he just does it with a smile on his face and his mask on and washes his hands quite often and does what he's supposed to do. And that's amazing that they can, that they just adapt like that. And so I know that the 4-H kids are going to do fantastic. They're going to have a great show no matter what it is because they made it through last year and that had to be one of the hardest things they've ever done. And they certainly deserve a round of applause for that. Yeah. And I well, and I also know that as, as far as your planning goes, we were talking about, you know, uh, restrictions on the number of people there. I mean, a lot of the individuals that are, are running around the fair, I mean, yeah, you've got the guests, but you've got the vendors. You, you've also got the 4-H kids and the 4-H club members who quite literally live at the fair for that entire week in some cases. That's right. A lot, a lot of us pretty much live here. Um, someone asked me the other day, so do you stay there all day long? And I'm like, oh, well, there was, was there an option to leave? I didn't know that. that was. <laughs> uh, we do. We, we live and breathe it, but it's because we love it. Um, and we look forward to fair week. So um, we've accounted for all of that. We've accounted for all of our kiddos and um, everybody that's working to be on the fairgrounds. And so we have an allotment of tickets over and above that, that we're able to offer the general public. And again, I cannot stress enough how much I encourage everybody if they want to come out to the fair this year, make sure you buy your tickets early. Um, the last thing we want is for people to arrive at the fairgrounds and we have to say we're at capacity, we're sorry, and turn them away. So we don't want that to happen. So please go buy your tickets early, um, whether you're buying a grandstand ticket or not. Just go out and buy your your admission ticket on our website. Okay, yeah, definitely go in and check everything out there. By the way, if, if we said it in the previous segment. If whatever information you need to find as it's uh, available, you've got uh, 4hfair.org to check out. I love that at the top it's reminding us how many days there are until the fair. Sixty-seven <laughs> days. It seems like I it's, try not to look at that. <laughs> I, yeah, well, then, then why did I, then why did you put it there? But I mean, yeah, it's it's it seems like it's so much further away than just that. But yet, no, that makes sense. You know, we're we're mid-May. We're down to it right now. Yes, we're, we're getting down to the wire. And I, I do try not to look at it, just stress myself out. But every so often I, I go in there and I'm like, oh, man. Um, but it's it's exciting and stressful all at once. And I have no idea why we're this glutton for punishment, because that seems like our life. Like as it gets closer and closer, we are more excited and happy, but we're also more stressed out. So, uh, But again, we do it because we love it. And we're just excited to be a part of the 4-H program and the 4-H fair. So uh, the, the individual days that happen during the fair, um, you know, there's risk band days are always really popular ones you've got the uh, mm-hmm. kids day ride specials um you know uh that's just kind of on the carnival side uh you have the the senior days the kids per the, the parade the uh the cruise in the corvette show the balloon chase I, are all of those things kind of kind of still on is all of this still happening how's that all going to work out absolutely um we are doing as much as we can and some in some areas we've modified maybe what we did before and and adjusted this to a different activity or to a a new activity or a new way of doing the activity but we are trying to make the fair as normal as possible Um, the carnival itself um, has been operating in different areas Um, we have a fantastic carnival north american midway entertainment is we are very fortunate to have them as our carnival here at the fairgrounds and they've been operating um this whole past year actually they have a very uh, wonderful health and safety plan in place 
um, of their own. Um, and so they're going to um, come out this year and, and keep us safe in that aspect. And I will mention that wrist, wristband days, those tickets are going to be on sale via our website. We've said it a hundred times, but 4hfair.org um, never hurts to say it again, but those are going to be Friday, July 23rd, Monday, July 26th. Thursday, July 29, and Saturday, July 31st. So if you would like to participate in the wristband days, which is always popular, please go online and get your ticket. And I'm assuming those wristbands are going to be a little more limited than they have been in the past as far as what's available? So obviously admission will be limited. So if you, again, you want to make sure you get your, your admission ticket. If you're going to buy a carnival ticket, make sure you buy your admission ticket. Okay. Um, they will still be available here on the grounds. Um, there, there's a discounted price ahead of time. They're $20 ahead of time, $25 when you get it here on the grounds. But again, if you don't have an admission ticket to get in and you get here to the grounds and we are already at capacity, then you won't be able to get in. Um, so uh, we just encourage people to plan ahead as best they can and to, to make those purchases in advance. I know the other part that everyone's going to be curious about, and it's the part that I will look forward to the most, because I think you guys did a really great job with your drive-ins for food last year, by the way. I thought that was a fantastic idea. I had I had a chance to enjoy a couple of elephant ears myself last year. Um, is Food Row going to look, look a little bit more normal? Has Are there going to be any sort of changes to that for the sake of uh, health and safety? Yeah. So first, thank you for mentioning the Fair Food drive-thrus, and thanks to the community, because um, those events really helped us um, this past year. So that was amazing for everybody to come out and it was a whole lot of fun too. So thank you. Um, but yes, so Food Row will be open um, and ready for everybody to visit. We have some different things in place for that. We're going to be separating tables a bit more and adding tables um, in different areas of the, of the fairgrounds this year. For instance, our park this year will have picnic tables in it so everybody can kind of spread out. Um, we'll have picnic tables all down Rotary Drive this year. Um, and picnic tables near our ECCC, our Elkhart um, County Community Center. So we're going to have a lot more table areas so people can spread out and eat and feel comfortable. Um, and then, of course, sanitization um, will be at its highest uh, highest priority. Hand sanitizer will be available. The hand washing stations will be available. Um, we're also trying to navigate um, some queue lines for all of our vendors. Um, you've all come to the fair before in the past. And at some point during the busiest day, the line is across the road and you can't even go down the road because the line of people waiting for food is just impeding the traffic. So we're kind of doing some different things with that and trying to plan those out and, and put up some queue markers there so everybody knows where to stand and to keep people out of the way of traffic so we have continuous flow throughout. Okay, that's uh, I mean that's not a bad, I'm, I'll take that any other year too. So I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. It does <laughs> it does get a little bit busy sometimes, especially when, when you get into those, uh, I mean like the free day at the fair. I mean, it gets it gets crazy enough that, you know, they're that's the one day of the year that's like if you're going on the free day you may or may not be able to get the food that you want because you're gonna be waiting a long time that is correct and i will mention since you mentioned it that there is a dollar charge this year mm. um for tickets on sunday um it's not a free day this year and we we just we absolutely hated to do it it was a battle that we um took on and it was months uh weeks if not months of worry and stress about that but again we're back to we have to um somehow limit our attendance and be prepared to limit our attendance and to keep everybody safe and so we basically came down to a dollar charge um to 
ask everybody to please buy your tickets ahead of time. We have to limit them. Um, we couldn't just have it a free for all, but we wanted to make it still economical for the community. Yeah, I, well, you, you got to do you got to do something. You have you you have to come up with something to be able to uh, determine who's going to be there. Uh, Elkhart Jazz Festival. I mean, they're they're in the same position right now. It's like they have to do something to be able to monitor how many people are going to be there at the event because they only have so much space. So yeah, totally. I think I think I think a dollar is okay. It's all going to a good cause. Um, how about the uh, uh, the uh, queen pageants? Uh, all those kind of going on as normal. What's going on there? Yeah. So um, in 2019, our queen pageants uh, moved off property and uh, they were held prior to the fair because we had a show, we had a concert that Friday night. Um, Our senior queen pageant is going to remain off property and be held ahead of time Um, again, because they're, they're a higher risk um, population there. And so they're going to do it uh, safely and ahead of the fair and in a climate controlled environment, because who wants to be out there on the stage in 110 degree weather. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But the younger, girls are planning to return to the grandstand stage on Friday night. So um, they, again, they've got some different restrictions in place some sanitization that they're requiring. You know, um, we just basically made a plan, a giant plan for the whole fair and asked all of our directors to take that plan into their own areas and follow those protocols. And they've all stepped up to the plate and done a really amazing job. I couldn't be more proud of this board of directors. That is good to hear. That is great to hear. I know that was an aspect that that some people definitely uh, missed out on. But I mean, I also remember back in 2019 talking with some of the uh, contestants and it it was a little bit easier because uh, they were able to then just focus on kind of, you know, being in the queen role or whatever their their role was going to be. Um, So that should be really fun. There's pros and cons for sure. Yep. Yeah, so, I'm a former fair queen myself, so uh, oh, okay. I, uh, I I have experienced that. I've experienced the 110 degree on the stage, and um, you know, trying to uh, share space, tiny spaces with different people. And that's where they were now, you know, we, we have trailers, some campers that we use for dressing rooms. And so that, again, that's why one of the reasons why the um, older Queens decided to go to a a facility that has a larger dressing room and, and it's just uh, more conducive to the environment that we're in. Yeah, no, and and a little bit more of a controlled environment too. That definitely makes sense. You will not be shocked to find this out. I am not a former, uh, fairy queen. Uh, in fact, (laughs) I uh, had no idea. Yeah, no, it's really (laughs) difficult to find size 12 heels. I mean, uh, there are only so many stores that sell them, and the ones that do, for whatever reason, they're kind of expensive. Uh, I, yeah, well. <laughs> I, I, so I, I know I threw a lot at you and asked you a lot of questions. Uh, it's just you are amazing and you are awesome. You've got all this stuff locked away in your head. I can't imagine how you're able to keep track of all of it, but I appreciate you jumping on the show. And when you know we're rearing and ready to go in July, I'm looking forward to talking to you again then. Awesome. That sounds great, Carl. Thanks for having me. All right. Miranda Meir, general manager for the Elkhart County 4-H Fair. Uh, it, it is her personal and uh, physical health that is uh, all getting this fair uh, in, uh, in in making it happen for you guys this year. So uh, if you see Miranda, make sure you say thank you, because uh, she's a big part of the reason why this is going to be happening. And uh, we appreciate that very much. All right. We're going to finish things out with a look back at an interview from last week uh, as we continue here on this Monday on the Heart. 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.